Welcome to Confident as Fuck, a podcast for moms who want to feel less alone in the shit show of motherhood. I'll share stories, conversations, and real life advice from moms just like you. We'll tackle the hard things. Think of it as a vent session with your bestie over coffee. But more than that, I want this to be a place you can come for inspiration, motivation, and a little kick in the ass to help you on your way to living your full potential. Moms are people too. So get ready for a no BS approach to help you embrace and love yourself as you become your most confident self. If you're a mom who wants more, buckle up, sister. Let's do this. Hola, mamacitas. Okie dokie. So Valentine's Day, it's today. And while the world focuses on buying crazy, ridiculously marketed gifts for other people that you love, which I'm not opposed to, of course, on if you feel like if you're a gift giver, if that is your love language, then by all means. However, I don't think that should happen until you've shown yourself a little bit of love. You cannot give what you do not have. So if you don't have love for yourself, it can be really hard to give that genuine, unconditional love to other people. And when you do have that love for yourself, it just pours and overflows into every other aspect of your life. So I wanted to bring you an episode that really focuses on just ways that you can love yourself. And you're going to love my guest on today, Martina McBride. She's a licensed massage therapist. Um, I'll leave all of her info in the show notes. You can find her at Desert Mountain Massage on Instagram. And we are chatting all about the top five self-care items. Now, these are going to look different than what you might think. This isn't about bath bombs and weighted blanket, weighted blanket, bleh, blankets and foot massagers. These are things that you can do now that you can do today and they will have such a longer lasting effect than any of those external things. Not that those aren't great either, but when we really dig into these other parts of self-care, the parts that don't seem as sexy, that's when we really start being able to show up as our best self. So enjoy the conversation. Martina was so fun to talk to, so relatable. I just had so many like aggressively nodding my head. Yes, in agreement. She is another busy mom with several businesses and uh, she's got twins. Like you'll hear us talk all about it and we get to know her some show her some love, take some of her amazing tips and put them into action today and enjoy my friend. I love you. This meeting is being recorded. Hello. Hello. Okay. So in honor of, you know, Valentine's day, which kind of sometimes I'm a little like about it. However, um, I think that uh, we were just talking about this, our my guest today, Martina, about just love in general and how it should be celebrated and kind of shared more with the world. So I'm really excited to be chatting with her today, talking about how we can kind of love ourselves more and better with some self-care stuff. Um, and 
the fact that she's a massage therapist, that's definitely a way that we can do that, uh, you know, physically and energetically. Um, one of those ways we can take care of ourselves, but excited, uh, fellow mom and, um, so pumped to be able to chat. So thank you so much, Martina, for being here. And we'll have you just kind of share who you are, what you do, how you got here. Sure. Thank you for having me. Um, how I got here. I don't know. <laughs> I found you on Best Instagram answer. and you invited me here. <laughs> um, I, so I'm originally from Germany and I moved to Utah as a little kid and um, I've always had a love for the outdoors. I played outdoors a lot. I walked around everywhere some by choice, some by not, <laughs> but <laughs> it has stuck with me of just always loving outdoors and nature. Um, my journey of like becoming a massage therapist, I honestly was in a point where I'm like, I don't know what I want to be. Mm -hmm. I went from wanting to be a nurse to wanting to be an interpreter for the deaf and um, and then just not finishing school because I really suck at math. <laughs> Same. Um, I went and got a massage one day and I was like, gosh, I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> and just on a whim, I applied for massage therapy school and it was just the best decision that I have ever made. And honestly, it has just helped me grow into who I'm supposed to be. Mm. That's such a cool feeling, right? Like, I don't know, I could, I went through a few different like quarter life crisis and then I was like, I don't know what I want to be. And then like, when you find that thing, it's just like a knowing, I don't know, I've heard that Glennon Doyle, I don't know if you've read any of her stuff, but she talks about that. Like, there's just this knowing of like who you are. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's this crazy thing that you can't really explain, but I love that. And like, you can tell being in your like zone of genius kind of, and you know, from how you speak and how you share and um, just your vibe and your energy is totally like, you can tell that you love, love what you do. So I'm very excited to hear with all, with your expertise and all of your experience to share um, some of your favorite like self-care items or ideas? Yeah, I have a few. Yes. <laughs> so I will say number one, um, I can't take like credit for this thought a hundred percent. It has evolved into my own thought. I was having a conversation with my husband's cousin she does my hair and we always have like really deep conversations together yeah. <laughs> I love it um, and she was telling me some of her discoveries but one thing that she said was like honoring your truth and when she said that I was like oh my gosh that sounds like I needed to hear that and it's kind of evolved into how I'm trying to shift like my life's focus it's just like honoring my truth for me personally, I would say I've always done things to make other people happy um, and like based on their opinions. And it's stupid. I'm like 31, but I'm just now, you know, in the last couple of years figuring out who I am. But I it's been a good journey. So I would just say like number one self-care item is honoring your truth. 
right? like yeah like we could just stop right there that could just be it <laughs> like the, yeah. so when I heard one of my favorite quotes is confidence is knowing what's true and com- like I kind of do the confidence thing so like that like no, when you know your truth like it it's like confidence just comes from that because when you like it it's a little bit of like a chicken or the egg like when you're so confident in yourself like you can find your truth and then once you find your truth like you can be more confident in that like it's just a I think so many of us and especially moms I think are prone to to doing that to doing all the shoulds and the supposed tos and forgetting that we have our own person we are our own entity and being that needs to be taken care of and like honored I just I love that like just honored we're so worthy of that and I think we forget that so easy yeah I agree especially with the mom part I Mm. I am not somebody who I think I lost myself for the beginning years of like trying to figure out mom life but um I've definitely realized like I can't, I need to be an example for my children and I don't want them to lose themselves and like Mm. do people pleasing actions. You know, I want them to be confident in who they are. So I had to figure it out on my end. Um, When I I wrote like just some thoughts down for this, I was actually listening to Mulan soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag mom life. (laughs) And this song, um, when will my reflection show like who I am inside, right? Um, that was playing. And I just thought like, how appropriate of the timing because when will it show? And it's when you start to honor who you are that miracles happen and that we truly can see who we're supposed to be. Yeah. And life starts to feel easier and it's like things start to line up and just happen. I think being open to that, but I think it definitely starts with honoring and like being aware and just, just paying attention to those things. Cause we're so, like you said, like, especially early in mom life, you're just inundated and it's hard. Like, we're not saying it's not hard <laughs> and that like, you have to be all about yourself all the time, but it's a, it's definitely a give and take. And I think the perspective of, okay, if I thought, would I want my kids to do the same thing? Am I setting the example that I would want them to follow in where you're doing what everyone else says and, you know, sacrificing yourself, your own self-care and your time and your energy for what other people want to do? Like, of course, I don't want my kids to do that you know we want them to grow up and be like independent and confident and being true to themselves meanwhile we're here just like pouring out everything that we have for the sake of of other people and it's just what a like honor your truth people honor your fucking truth (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) um you know and I think we are just better human beings when we do that. Like I, I sometimes have that guilt of like, Oh, I'm being too selfish, but then I come back and I realize like I'm being kinder to my family because I took that time 
for me, you know, we, we all need that. And if you think about like dads, I, I was on a girl's trip last summer. And of course we were thinking about our kids and like, oh, we got to FaceTime and check in. And then we're like, but do we? Because I'm pretty sure our husbands like wouldn't, they would just go and like be and do, and they don't think about, oh, I should probably check in and make sure the family's okay. Right. So, like, <laughs> yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's a hard, it's a hard like guilt feeling to get over. But um, when we're just doing the things that are important to our family, we can like easily get over. And I just want to throw out a book recommendation. Yeah. The life-changing magic of not giving a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Which you probably know. And there's also another one with a similar title, but I've just read the one that I said and it was good humor. Um, but also like a lot of truths of just just let it go and just do you and don't worry about the rest. Yeah. I um another I'll I'll put the link, we'll put the links for everything that, that we mentioned. There's um a TEDx talk and now I can't remember her name. I think it's Sarah something. Um, but it's talking about um it's it's similar. It's the magical art of not giving a fuck. It yeah, kind of a play on the magical art of tidying up but she talks about like your fuck budget and fuck bucks and where all your fuck bucks are going. (laughs) Like it's, it's really good. It's humorous, but it makes complete sense in just where your energy is going and what am I actually going to, to care about? And is what I've been paying attention to or being so much of my energy and time in, like, is that really worth it? And a lot of times it's not, you know, as you know, important <laughs> as we think. Cause like, I, I tend to think long-term like in the future. Okay. Like at the end of my life, am I going to care if I made homemade brownies for the school party or like, is it worth all the stress for me or would I rather, you know what? I'm just gonna, uh, I'm not that mom. And that's, you know, okay. That took a while for me to be okay with but I'm like that's just not not at the top of my fuck budget right now yep and I think the book that I said is written by that same person so um we're talking about the same thing yeah is it the same yeah okay all right I I definitely remember the the bucket (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay yeah I'll find it all and I'll put all the links in there yeah honor yourself yeah So second on my personal list is rest. And I've just been focusing on that a lot. Um, You know, we look at like the seasons in life, literal seasons, spring, summer, fall, winter. And there was a time I would say where people lived very much by the seasons, but we've received many conveniences you know we can get groceries from whatever time of the season because it gets shipped from wherever right and um we have a heater in our home we have an ac in our home like all the comforts that we need so we don't really need to live by the seasons but we really should live by the seasons um so rest is big for me and Deepak Chopra in one of his meditations I was recently listening to said it's along these lines I don't have the direct quote but basically when we get enough sleep 
everything else will falls in will fall into place. So mm. when you've had that full seven to nine hours of sleep, you make better food decisions. Let's say that's something that's important to you. You're not you're not like, oh, I'm just starving and I can't think and I'm tired. I'm just going to reach for the closest thing. You're like, oh, what is nourishing? What is of the earth that I want to put in my body to fuel it today? You know, it's, it's a different thought process where I'm sure we've all, especially as parents have had like, uh, I'm hanging by a thread today. I'm going <laughs> to order pizza. Like <laughs> we're not cooking. It's not happening. <laughs> Yeah, like coffee and pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. yeah. It affects so much. And I think, I don't know. So I have a, a follow-up question to this also for you, but it's also just uh, this kind of cliche, like badge of honor. Like, oh, I'm, I'm running on like three hours of sleep or I haven't slept in so long. And it's just like that, oh, who got the least amount of sleep. And it starts to feel like, at least I felt like that sometimes, especially with babies. Uh, it, it starts to feel like a competition, like who can survive the, the, the best, I don't know, and the least amount of sleep. I, and then I just, it's just, it's one of those things where you just, you find your truth and you honor that. And like, that's just not for me. If someone else wants to, you know, do that, I just know it's, especially after the young infant stage, I think sometimes we can forget how good we feel when we are getting the appropriate amount of sleep because that's not always in our control. My firstborn, he did not sleep, I don't think more than two hours at a time for the whole first year of his life. And I'm pretty sure I'm still catching up from that. That was eight years ago. (laughs) And, (laughs) and so you know, we, I think we kind of get used to that. And then, then it's just like, oh, just like more caffeine and, you know, whatever. How, how did you get through that? And maybe you're, I don't know how your kids sleep now. We were just talking about bedtimes before this and how yeah. <laughs> just grueling they can be, but it's also the, the newborn stage sleep regressions, or, you know, if your kids have I've had clients whose kids have like night terrors. And so like sleep is a legit, like everyone's like, oh, you have to get seven to nine hours. But especially with kids, like how do you, how do you make, how do you even do it? You know, there's so many hours in a day and you have other things to do. Sometimes it feels physically impossible to get that rest. How did you deal with that? Or like any tips on on that for, for moms of young ones? Yeah. Well, I would just like to say that rest doesn't always have to just be sleep, but don't worry about the dishes for a second. Just go Mm -hmm. lay down, like Mm -hmm. do something that is for you. That is peaceful. That is quiet while the kids are napping. I think it's something that I still struggle with. Like, Oh my gosh, people are coming over. I have to clean the whole house. But like, I have twin boys and I have another kid and our house just isn't clean. Like, I can do it all day, but that Mm. means I'm never paying attention to my kids because Mm -hmm. the minute we put something away, something else gets taken out. (laughs) So (laughs) like, I think it's important to have that reminder. It can look, rest can look like anything that's going to help boost your energy. But for me, and I can already hear like 
the mom shame, the guilt <laughs> creeping mm. up. But I'm going to say, you know what? I had to do what I had to do to survive. Um, in addition to being a massage therapist, I have another like desk job as well. And I'm actually hoping to quit it this month or next month. Yeah. It's like, it's very soon. And my husband and I, we just didn't want to do daycare. So we like, I had work in the morning and he had work at night for a very, very long time until last year. And then some things changed. Um, and I start work at five in the morning. So mm -hmm. for me, I know I do not function on less than eight hours of sleep. I get probably like on a good day, it's six and a half to seven. I don't always get eight hours, but like I'm not functioning as well as I know mm -hmm. I could be. And so I was very strict about bedtime. Like mm -hmm. um, we did let them cry it out. And that's where I'm saying like the mom shame is coming in. It was mm -hmm. so hard and I felt so bad, but it's what my family needed to do in order to survive because I wasn't going to stay up until 10, 11 o'clock trying to get a baby down because mm -hmm. I, I can't, I literally cannot. And then get up and work at five it just wasn't gonna happen so <laughs> i think you've got to find what works for your family and don't worry what anybody else thinks you know you just gotta make it work um and if crying out happens to be the way then go for it, it it's hard but just snuggle them extra hard during the day when you yeah. are with them yeah like 100% I'm on board like you you do just have to find what works and I don't know if you have like all of our kids needed very different things <laughs> for some like I said if we have one really good sleeper the other one's not so great and some would do fine you know we let them cry for a little bit and they'd eventually go down some it would be like hours of, <laughs> of that and um you do you do what you need to do to survive and to be able to like you also have to function and like taking care of yourself in order to take care of your family like if I'm walking around like a zombie I'm gonna be just wretched and grumpy and not making good food choices feeling bad about myself you know not having the patience for them not wanting to do anything with them so it's this whole snowball effect like one little thing and setting those boundaries like okay like this is what I need to be able to function at my best. Like, what can I do? And I think, I think sometimes just because I'm guilty of it. And so I've, I've gone through these things. And so like, I certainly don't lay judgment or like say things to shame people, but I, I'm like, okay, I need to put my phone down earlier because how many of us like sit and just scroll on our phones as yes, it can be wind down time, but like, do we need an hour of wind down time? scrolling social media no no probably not <laughs> yeah. um you know or like those kinds of things are just making little tweaks in in a nighttime routine and we're we're the same way like we're we're strict on on bedtimes and when the kids like we start getting that so we have time after to have some time for ourselves and to wind down and to get to bed at a decent at a decent time. And do we always get that? No, but like we try. So more times than not, we, we do, and we get better at it and everyone kind of gets used to it. So I think that's 
I, yeah, I love all. And the fact that rest doesn't necessarily mean sleep all the time, like just sitting and being able to prioritize that over like productivity 24 seven, like just, well, like if you work out a recovery day, doesn't necessarily mean don't do anything. It means like maybe stretch or do yoga, Mm -hmm. go on a gentle walk. Right. So it's, Mm -hmm. you're still like, you could still be doing things. I think that's, what's hard for people is when we talk about rest, like, well, no, I have all these things to do. Like we should look at rest in different ways. It doesn't just mean go to bed and go to sleep. Right. I would like to add to, um, asking for help. So you can have that rest, which I truly believe I was given twins to like, learn how to ask for help because Mm. I hate doing that. I'm a very independent person, but I had to, with my husband working at night, I was home alone trying to get three kids, two years old and younger to bed. And I was like 10:30. So I, I mean, here in Utah, um, you know, there's a big religious community and, um, there's a lot of support within that. So I was lucky enough that I could call, um, some neighbors and they're all about serving. So, Mm. (laughs) you know, they would come over and they would help. And I, I know not everybody has that, but maybe if you have like one good friend, don't be ashamed to call and ask them for help because Mm. maybe you can help them one day, you know, you don't have to do it all on your own. That's so hard. That's a hard thing for, for me too. And I think like, yeah, it's just, but then once, once you, once you do, like part of me is like, oh, I should have asked for help a long time ago. And then, and part of me is to like, oh, I feel so bad. I'm putting them out, but I've, you know, just started to, to change my mindset and come at things with instead of apologizing because that's a a big thing with like what I work with with clients like we and for me because I was just a like a chronic apologizer apologizing for just being and um instead approaching those things with gratitude first so you know just thank you for thank you for helping period like that's it no, yes. no additional, like trying to explain or defend or, oh, I've got to pay you back. Or I really owe you just, just a thank you. <laughs> and like, and getting used to that. It's, it's hard, but very doable. And I think like it needs to be required. Like this would just be a mom's handbook. We'll get this published, put it in a mom's <laughs> handbook to send home. Like these are all the things that, you know, yeah. I wish I would have been told after being sent home with a young human, tiny human to take care of. (laughs) So important. Awesome. That's so true. Okay. Number three, you ready for number three? Yeah. This one is hardest for me. Like who anyone who truly knows me knows that I just love to chat and be social. So here is number three, solitude and meditation. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I don't just always mean just like with rest, it doesn't have to look like sleeping meditation and solitude doesn't have to look like you're literally sitting there, um, you know, like saying mm-hmm. mantras, you're literally alone. Um, I've, I learned about meditation over or about solitude over this last year. And I did start meditating a lot more. Um, but I love hiking. I love the mountains and that's a very quiet, beautiful, Thing to be in 
and where you can find solitude. And that's how I recharge a lot when I'm just like, I need a break from life and social media mm-hmm. and people. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I go up in the mountains. Um, but I, I got an Oracle card like deck over this last year and I use it to set intentions. Like if I pull a card and whatever word it says, I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm going to like focus on that today. And solitude. I draw like almost every single time, like no joke, (laughs) like every other maybe. And I'm like, okay. So I kind of embraced it. Intent. Yeah. And I, I make um, beaded like gemstone jewelry as well, which kind of goes hand in hand with my massage practice, but our listeners can't hear this, but you, or see this, but you can Mm -hmm. (laughs) see like this little bracelet that I made. And this Mm -hmm. is for solitude. And I wear it every day as like a tangible reminder that it's okay to step back and like, just like breathe on your own. Um, Mm -hmm. And learn to sit with your shit. I'm just going to say it like that. (laughs) It's so hard. I have struggled most of my life, but now it's like, okay, cool. Let's sit with it. What am I feeling? Let's talk Mm -hmm. about it. Um, And I think you can do it with a community of people. So I don't mean go be alone. If you want to be alone, power to you. But if you want to go on a retreat with people and just like step away from life, that's solitude in my eyes. That's like mm-hmm. you're sitting with things you're with like-minded people going through a process and it's beautiful. Yeah. I, it's funny. Cause I was about to say like being okay with being with yourself, like just with you. And I think whether that is physically alone or with, you know, other people who are, maybe along the same path, uh, it is hard. Like, I, I don't think it's necessarily being alone because we talk about like, I just want alone time, but how often do we really just sit with ourselves, sit with our shit and like feel the feelings. We just are bombarded with incoming stuff all the time and to like let all that go. And I think like meditation can help with that. I do almost all like, like guided meditations. Cause those help me like, just kind of get in the zone and, and be able to focus and, and set my intention a little bit more, but I love it because it gives me, it kind of forces me to, just to sit with myself and be, and you get to know yourself. You get to like figure out what your truth is. And, um, it can be really powerful. Like, I don't know how many times I've like, I want to say woken up, but I've ended a meditation just in tears because stuff just comes up like happy tears, sad tears. Like, I don't know, tears, like just it's the human experience that we, I think bury with all of this constant incoming information. And we just kind of get used to that, like numbing and we don't have to pay attention to anything in here, in ourselves, because we've got all this other stuff to pay attention to. I think, yeah, that can be so powerful. And I, I think like how, how different would the world be if people got to know themselves a little bit better? Yeah. In my like ideal world, if I could set the rules, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I visualize like preschool, kindergarten, 
and the first couple of grades in regular elementary school that this is what kids are being taught oh. instead of homework with like math and I mean, reading is important, so I would put reading, but like math and science, like history, those things you can learn when you're older, but like how cool would it be if the youth were actually taught at such a young age how to cope? I I see people like teenagers now that they cannot handle life and I deal with anxiety and I, I didn't until I had my first baby, like it was postpartum, Mm. but I can't imagine being a teenager and being like crippled with that feeling and then dealing with things that teenagers deal with. And it's only getting harder for them as, you know, time in life goes on. And obviously like, it's a generational thing, right? Like our parents and their parents is like, suck it up. Don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, don't talk about it. Just get over it. And now it's almost trendy that we're like trying to break out of that, but there's a reason for it. We're all like desperately seeking something more and seeking ways to deal with what we're going through. And I just think it'd be so cool if little kids learned that. I know it's like the parent's job, but if a whole community supported that idea and we all did it, gosh, kids will be having such like deep phenomenal conversations by the time they're like eight you know yeah that would be amazing like let's add that to my vision board too like just (laughs) it's and sometimes I I get irritated if my kids wake up early and interrupt like my meditation time but also I think okay well they're going to see doing this and of course they don't always sit and be quiet but they do sometimes and sometimes they do for a minute or two. And I think there's still value in that. And my kids will every once in a while, they'll, <laughs> oh, this is embarrassing, but they'll look at me like, mom, do you need to take some deep breaths? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, You're right. You're right. But yeah, the, the coping and like working in the ER, I see there's over the, you know, especially over the last two years, obviously there's been so much mental health stuff. And I think that there are so many modalities that we don't tap into enough that could help so many people. And, and like you said, like, it's kind of like trendy or like, like weird to do this stuff. But then I think, would you just look at the people who are actually practicing these things? Look at their, like, they're happy these people are staying calm. They don't, they may have like the underlying anxiety and depression and stuff. And I'm not saying that modern medicine doesn't have a place, but why can't we also use these other different like mechanisms, these coping things and teach them younger so that it's not trying to undo years of just, Oh, like our phones, our our faces and screens and just, Oh, deal with it. Suck it up. Like that kind of stuff. And I totally am get like get what you're saying where it can be it's kind of non-traditional I guess thoughts on on parenting or just like kids and um like treating anxiety I don't know if that's what I want to call it but it just it seems so obvious to me after I've been you know doing it and it I I wish it was 
more mainstream, I guess. Yeah. I mean, definitely giving space and respecting that people are on their own journeys, you know, that, I mean, it took me this many years to get here, right? Some people right. learn it earlier. My wish is, at least for my children, is that they will learn it earlier. So that yep. way they can cope um, and they will be able to, like life is hard. We all have our own traumas, whether they're big mm-hmm. T traumas or little T, you know, like we all are mm-hmm. experiencing hard things. And having that knowledge is just one tool in your yeah in your toolkit, you know, to help you exactly. get through whatever you're going through. Yeah, you can just be like, I think we'd all be better equipped humans to like to handle life with that extra tool. And like you said, like I think you're right. Everything is a tool, and we all use them differently, and everyone has different experiences. Um, that's, it's one I happen to love <laughs> the meditation and solitude. And, um, yeah, I'm definitely a hundred percent on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Numero cuatro. Yes. Okay. Um, we kind of briefly talked about this, but setting intentions. So Setting intentions, not goals, is what I'm going to say. So to anyone who's a goal setter, I'm sorry. (laughs) Unpopular (laughs) opinion right here. Personally, for me, I do not like setting concrete goals. They never happen, ever, ever, ever. Or if I'm like, this week, I'm going to be really patient. I'm going to work on patience. The whole world attacks me. This is like (laughs) my real life. And I'm like, why, why on earth am I trying to be patient? Like everyone's out to get me this week when I do that. So I'm going to know goals are out. Intentions are in. So (laughs) I just think putting that intention out there, like the whole solitude thing that I was talking about, I just embraced that and said, I'm going to work on solitude. And it became an adventure, a journey, an experience for me. I wasn't like every Monday and every Wednesday, I'm going to go on a hike and sit by myself. No, that doesn't happen when you have kids. Like, Mm. no, it was like, oh my gosh, my daughter's in preschool. My boys are napping. I can just sit here and it's quiet. Like that's, that's what happened. You know, it's just like, I just took advantage of opportunities that came. And so that's why I'm all about setting intentions. And I truly believe that you can, what you put in the universe comes back. And um, I just did Deepak Chopra's 21 days of abundance uh, meditations and they have like tasks that you do with it. It's magical. I might even host another group, just throwing that out there. But yeah. my number one intention was community. I just want to build community. And every month now I go on a full moon hike with people who want to join. And it, that's a sense of community. And I also was invited to rent space from an existing community that I have just respected. And I went to see myself for um, non-traditional therapies or whatever, like acupuncture. Um, And I, I just feel like I put that out there and it came to me and I'm like so grateful for that experience. And it doesn't always have to look like I need more money or whatever, but it's, it's just like what you put I've already said it, what you put in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, what you focus back. on grows. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. And yeah, abundance in, yeah, you think like money, but abundance in community and support and like, you're also open to receive and you're aware of those things. And I think that has a lot of, it's like all of these things work with each other when you're when you're resting and in solitude you like you can find your truth and you can become more aware of you know what those are and then realize your intentions and like become more aware of that and I I love that yeah when you put it like just put it out there like what do you what do you want to do what do you want to do I heard um from like a, a training or a, a talk that I was listening to, like fall in love with the actions, not the outcome. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to, or even, you know, just, yeah, your intention. Like, like you said, like I have the intention to work on my patients. It's not going to be like, that could be a 24 seven thing, but it's just being aware of that and kind of like, oh Yeah my intention was to work on this. So maybe like, what's one thing I could do right now to maybe like take five deep breaths, mom, and <laughs> work on, <laughs> work on my patients. But yeah, I think that's way more powerful. And that's where kind of like, you hear people talk about like, uh, finding joy in the journey and it's kind of taking the all of the attention off that one end goal and making it about like becoming that person and setting those intentions and just like doing, doing the things versus just, Oh, I'm going to reach the goal. You know? Yeah, totally. It becomes way more meaningful. Yes, it does. Mm. You mentioned vision board earlier. And I, I was thinking about that as well with intentions um, in my schooling for massage therapy they had us create a one-year three-year five-year vision board Mm -hmm. and I had honestly made it and I put it away and didn't really think about it after that the the vision the idea was beautiful like I put thought into it but I just didn't really think further and it wasn't until I don't know maybe two or three years after I went on a retreat and they had us make a vision board. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh yeah, I've done one of these before. And I thought about that board and I realized that almost everything except for like the five year goal had come true without me doing anything. I didn't even think about the board. And then uh, 2020 or maybe the beginning of 2021, my husband and I, we made, I don't want to call it a vision board because it's not beautiful. (laughs) We just made like a list one year, three year, five year and wrote things on it. And it's on my fridge. And I just looked at it two weeks ago and was like, oh my gosh, almost everything on our one year happened. Almost. We didn't get a ski pass. That's like the only thing that didn't happen, but I, we didn't even think about it. Hmm. But it was there and like kind of subconsciously you said, if it was on your fridge, it was there kind of in the back of your brain or like in, in the room with you, like you were in the presence of it. And I think just taking, for me, I used to avoid writing anything down that I wanted to happen because I was like, it's not going to happen. And I don't want to write it down because then when I fail, I don't have to say, oh, I didn't do that. Uh, (laughs) But I just had that like mindset shift, like, okay, like if I were to wave a magic wand, like what would my ideal life look like? Like, here are the things 
here's how I like, here's how I want to feel. Here's how I want to be spending my time. It's not just a, like what I'm doing or what I have, but like the feelings and what I want to be putting into the world and things like that. And um, I actually keep saying like, we are, I think just like soul connected sisters, like, cause you keep saying stuff and like, yes, I just did that too. I just, had, <laughs> I just happened to look through because I have a million notebooks and I just, I was cleaning some out and I happened to look through one and I was like, oh my God, like there's, there's stuff in here that when I read it, I remember writing it and like, it totally happened. And you're right. Like you could just not really think about it, but just having the thought, putting pen to paper or speaking it is, is powerful in itself. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Feels like it. Yeah. Okay. Number five. And that's it for like my goals or my self-care tips that I like to do is movement slash body work is mm-hmm. what I was thinking about. Um, I feel body work is a form of movement. It's more passive. You mm-hmm. see an acupuncturist and they're working with your energy and your um, like the acupoints and meridians and all that stuff, you know, and, but they're creating movement inside your body. You see a massage therapist like myself and we're creating movement with the muscle tissue. Sometimes there's energetic stuff that's happening too. me. I'm a trauma informed massage therapist. And sometimes mm. I find trauma that people are holding onto literally where they're holding onto it in their body. And I help them move it out, like take it somewhere else. Mm. Um, and so movement can be exercise, walking, dancing, um, riding a horse. I don't know. <laughs> I, have to, I ride motorcycles. I think that's a form of movement, um, yeah. where like, that's something that we do to clear our minds and just have fun and get out. And so movement can be very broad. It can be anything mm. that brings you joy where your body is physical, you know, mm. or, on the passive side where somebody else is helping your body move. Yeah, I think it's, and we're going to talk a little about too, just about the value of, of that. And I think, I mean, massage therapy plus body work in general and having, having help in taking care of your body and that like the massage and like physically and like anatomically how good it is for your physical body but energetically too I think there's so much power in that if we a lot of, like when I used to do massage and when I've gotten massages before it's been it can be such a release like I I've ended massages crying and clients crying and like you don't really know but it's just we hold so much in our physical bodies that we don't realize and that can be just such a huge release and I mean who knows what it could what it could help you do or let go of um but yeah so powerful yeah and I I think any form of movement or body work can do that exact same thing it's yeah. whatever to you and this has taken me so many years to learn and I still get this like creeping up but I t- tell it it's not truth to me (laughs) of like 
movement is not about being skinny. You know, that's, yeah. I think that's what we've been bombarded with, especially as women, but as anybody is mm-hmm. like being, you know, to look a certain way. And that is no longer what it's about for me. It's about being strong. It's about being able to carry my toddlers up the stairs two at a time and not getting winded. Like <laughs> it's just, just about walking up the stairs and not getting winded. Like that's, that's what it is for me. And I, um, it's cool when you can like honor and respect movement in that way. And you're not putting the stress of trying to like meet other people's expectations or an expectation that maybe right now your body's just not going to achieve because you're worried because you're working, you're busy changing children, you know, like you're Mm -hmm. keeping the house clean. There's so many other demands you've got to learn to, okay. For me, it's actually about just having a minute to myself Mm -hmm. rather than like, it's about losing weight, you know? Right. And there's so many other parts of us and that because that's what we can physically see, you know, that's what society is focused on. And it can be hard for us to, I like struggle with the exact same thing and for, for a long time. And, uh, it, it can be hard to remember that that's not the only thing that's important about us it's actually the least interesting thing about us when you get to you get to know people and have conversations like this and like hear what people have you know done in their past or like what talents or like what they've done or what their purpose feels like or like what they what kind of a difference they want to make in the world like that's the good shit like that's you know that's what I want to know about someone I don't care what size pant you wear how much you weigh I don't care you know, it doesn't change your value as a person. Um, but I think finding a way to move your body that feels good for you and whatever that looks like, um, whether it's, you know, hiking and like exercising and like that active moving or, or the more passive stuff like massage or a combination of both, like even stretching and doing yoga, like it's that like a less intense, but it's still, doing something that feels good physically so I think that translates to like everything else and the way we're able to, to carry ourselves and um show up and how we show up for for other people and like other places in our lives you know yeah absolutely it's powerful powerful stuff those are amazing amazing tips like just such good such good reminders, um, especially for the moms out there who it can be really easy to forget sometimes. Yeah. And I know it's hard to prioritize that. So I just want to throw out there that when your why is big enough, like anything is possible. So as like someone might be sitting at home trying to figure out what is priority, is it me? Is it the kids? Is it work? Is it this house? Figure out your reason of why maybe Mm -hmm. it is cleaning the house but the reason is because when the home is clean your family is more harmonious Mm -hmm. there's less fighting because there's less clutter everywhere so in that case you know maybe that is the priority for the day 
-hmm. but maybe it's not, you know, maybe it is putting your phone down and going outside on a walk with your family and observing what mother earth has given to us, you know, Mm -hmm. and yeah, you just need to know your why behind it all. Yeah. And I think like it can change like some days, some days I feel like that. Some days I feel like this house is just so messy. Like if I don't clean it up, it's just going to make me even, even more anxious. And other days I'm completely okay with leaving all the dirty dishes, the toys, wherever they are. And like you said, like going out, like we love to jump on our trampoline. We go out and walk in the woods behind our house or just like go out and, you know, pick up worms in the driveway, whatever you want to do. But it is like, I think being so aware and instead of just that, like I I talk about like just being on autopilot and just doing stuff because it's what you've always done, like being aware. And like you said, thinking about like, is this really, is this really the most important thing for me right now? And it can change. And like, it doesn't always have to be the most important thing. It, It changes day to day, depending on where you're at, but gosh, don't forget yourself yeah you've got to love yourself if you want to truly love other people yeah and the more you'll have more room and I, I guess since you know we're talking you talked about valentine's day at the beginning right like, yeah thinking about love you've you've got to have space to love others and you i i believe you truly can't love others if you don't love yourself because there's always going to be like oh they're prettier than me or oh they're better at this than me oh they're this 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 and this right and i'm not i'm not but once you start realizing well actually i am these like really cool things then you start like finding people that are like-minded and and then you start appreciating that about them or maybe you find something unique about someone that you can learn about like i love i love learning i just feel like i study life mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time and i'm obsessed with that so when someone has new knowledge for me like that's such a beautiful thing and yeah. Yeah. it's because i've learned to love that part of me that i question things and i love to learn you know mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome. Yeah. It's, um, you can't give what you don't have. Right. It's like, I mean, it's like money. You can't give away money that, that you don't have. So if you don't have love for, for yourself, like how are you supposed to give that away? And it's, yeah, it's just so important. And I, I think sometimes, sometimes it makes me sad. Like how, how would the world be different if more people were just more in love with themselves Um, but also it gets me excited because like there are other people like you out there who want to teach their kids this and and bring more of that into the world. So I'm so appreciative of that. And I'm so grateful for you sharing all of those things. And I'm so pumped we get to chat. Um, Tell everyone where they can find you. And I know you're based obviously in Utah. So actual massage therapy services would be, um, local to you, but if they want to keep in touch or follow or ask questions, let us know where they can find you. Yeah. So on Instagram, it's desert mountain massage, uh, LLC. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then my website is desert mountain massage therapy.com. Um, make sure it's one S not dessert, even though we all want dessert. <laughs> Sometimes I type 
open to S's. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Yeah, so that's in Salt Lake. And I have an office space that I use a couple of times during the week. But I also do out call. So I come to your home, which I love both for their own reasons. But I love out call because what's better than like getting worked on and not having to drive home? Like the drive Mm. home, I just like ruins it. It ruined us. Yeah. There's that. And I also, um, like I mentioned, the intangible like bracelet that I make, that is something that I do. So for those who aren't in Utah, like hit me up and we can create a little piece for you on an intention you want to do. Or like I'll be um, sharing oils soon. That's like for a bedtime routine. I'm still like working on that. But um, there's other things that can benefit people who are not in Utah. And if you are, I'd love to work with you. Yes, I love that. And that's on your Instagram and your or your website or will be mm-hmm. the details coming. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait. And I'm so happy that we get to chat and share all of all these amazing things to help the moms out there better take care of themselves and love themselves. Thank you so much. Thank you. What an amazing human being, right? She just emanates this energy of positivity and joy and life and love. And this isn't the kind of love, like I said, that we see just plastered all over the marketing stuff and the all the things that we, you know, think we need to buy. This is true, like that unconditional love for yourself. It's not based on circumstances or anything you've done or achieved or what you weigh or how you look. This is true, unconditional love and learning to give that to yourself first. So here are the takeaways from Martina and her top five self-care tips. Number one, honor your truth. Number two, rest. And that doesn't always have to be sleep. Number three, solitude and meditation. Number four, setting intentions. Number five, movement and body work. Don't forget to go hit up Martina on Instagram. Check out all the amazing things that she offers uh, as far as value and also services and products. She is just a beautiful soul. And I hope you all enjoyed this and you take some of her tips and put them into action right now. Happy Valentine's Day, my friend. I cannot thank you enough for hanging out with me. If any part of this episode had you aggressively nodding your head saying, me too, or gave you a different perspective or just helped you feel a little less alone, I would love it if you left a review or shared it with your best mom friends. Screenshot and tag me on Instagram so we can connect and I can support you. We need to get this message out so that more mothers like you know their worth outside of changing diapers and the school pickup line. It's time we reclaim the confidence inside of us, messy bun and all, and show our children and the world what we're capable of.